You've tuned in to She Seeks Pearls, a podcast to lead you into bettering your days through seeking pearls of living that we uncover together. I'm your host, Dorothy, and in this podcast, we discuss vital pieces of wisdom learned that even in the chaos of life help us to enjoy our days more. Let's go. everyone. Today I want to talk about words for success because we're halfway through the year and it's a good point to just take a break and evaluate our goals for this year and our progress on them. Whether or not you need to adjust or change your goals around for this year, these are some good strong words that you can use to view your goals with or to use as your word of the year if you're into that. My word of the year is diligence. The definition of diligence is steady, earnest, and energetic effort, devoted and painstaking work and application to accomplish an undertaking. So to me, diligence is such an appropriate and fitting word when talking about my habits and behaviors. I mean, what can you get done if you lack diligence? Not much in my opinion. So diligence is my word of the year. It's pretty much my word of the year every year that I have some like big things going on in my life. I can't honestly say when I'll choose a different word of the year because diligence is just so fitting for my time and my efforts. I'm just kind of constantly in a state of working towards another big goal. The word diligence also makes me think of the Nike slogan, just do it. I mean, it's for real. You just have to do it, regardless or not, if you feel like it. So giving yourself the gift of motivation certainly helps, and that's why I start my day with some small and easy wins, so it helps to gain momentum of motivation. And on that note, the word motivation is also so powerful. Motivation changes with the weather, so it can't be your only contributing factor towards success in your goals, but it's absolutely a powerful tool when you're trying to achieve something. I don't know if this is a real thing or not, but I think of motivation as active and passive. For example, I feel like motivation is passive in the sense that we hear a song and we get motivated to get up and dance, or we see a pin on Pinterest of a beautiful yard and then we just get motivated to get out there and pull some weeds or whatever. So to me, that's just motivation that happened upon us. And we get a sense of motivation from some other source of inspiration, like, you know, hearing that song or seeing that Pinterest pin or whatever. But active motivation is when we put on our own motivation. We do the work of reading something inspiring or we search for some other motivational method so that we can supply ourselves with motivation rather than just being spontaneously motivated by something else. So I just keep going back to my morning routine example, but I get motivation for the day by starting off my day with making my bed, brushing my teeth, and getting dressed and doing something to just kind of zhuzh up my appearance, and it really, really works for me. But I didn't just get motivated. I had to make it happen. I had to do the work of making my bed and everything so that I could, one, get the job done, and two, hope that it helps to give me that boost of motivation that I'm going to need for the day when I have a lot on my plate. I mean, who doesn't love some motivation? It just makes things just so much easier when you have motivation on your side, when you've got a long list of to-dos, and if you're motivated, chances are you'll have a better day than if you started out the day with zero motivation and you're looking at that long, torturous list of (laughs) to-dos. So I just tried to give motivation to myself through those ways. Like, you know, like I said, making the bed and everything. 
So check in with yourself and see what ways give you motivation for the day. Does looking at a photo of your family help you through the seemingly redundant work of everyday life to help you remember why you do what you do each day? Think about what it is that gives you that extra boost of motivation. Motivation is, like I said, it's an emotional thing, so it's different every day. But if you can find a way that you gain motivation, try to stick that in there with your daily routine, preferably your morning routine, so that you start the day off with that sense of motivation because it's going to help you through the mundane tasks of the day or the harder tasks of your big goals or whatever. Motivation just helps. And I don't know if motivation can be active versus passive. That's just something that I kind of thought of. And I don't know if it's a technical thing or not. But I think that there are certainly ways we are just happening upon motivation. And there's ways where we can make sure that we supply ourselves with motivation. So figure out ways that you can supply yourself with a good dose of motivation in the early part of your day to keep that momentum going so you feel less like you're dragging yourself each day and more like you're just happily moving forward. So our powerful words so far are diligence and motivation. Next up is the word consistency. Now diligence and consistency are so similar but I need to hone in on this concept yet again because I believe it's so important when trying to see results. When I think of consistency I think of what my nurse manager used to always tell us when he had to bring us a new process or a new piece of information about the nursing field. He'd say it takes the average person seven times to hear a new piece of information before taking action on it. So every time there was a change in practice because you know if you work in healthcare things just change all the time. I mean especially during COVID when all the regulations changed like every week which I won't get into but it was insane. <laughs> we didn't have the chance to hear a new piece of information seven times before it was changed again. So I feel like we just never really knew what was going on because it changed so often. <laughs> But if a process was changed regarding a procedure or something, we'd have to adjust our practice to the new standards, but it wasn't easy to do if we'd heard it only once because we wouldn't remember the change most likely. So knowing that, our nurse manager would put the new information in our weekly newsletter for a few weeks. Uh, he'd talk about it every day in huddle for a week or so and so that um, we'd all have the chance to read it and hear it and he'd touch base with us individually on those new changes and things too. So that that is basically a lot of repetition. And he would also say this again. He'd be like, if you were at Huddle yesterday and you heard this information, you know why I'm telling you that again? And we'd be like, yep, we know because we need to hear it seven times before we fully understand it and take action on it. And he's like, that's it. So um, <clears throat> basically, we just had to hear it a bunch of times until we can take action on it. And it's absolutely necessary to maintain consistency of our new changes in practice in nursing. So I think of that as well when it comes to consistency you just have to read your goals and action plans over and over again to help make them stick or else you may not remember what you set out to do for that year and then you likely won't achieve that goal so this also makes me think of an episode of new girl where schmidt is trying to help prepare his daughter to get into a really nice preschool when um and then he and jess were talking about methods to help his daughter learn her colors 
So Schmidt says she needs to do her drills. And he says this line, which I love so much. He goes, drill is an acronym. D, do it. R, redo it. I, imitate what you just did. L, learn to keep doing it. L, live the rest of your life doing it. Drill, drill, drill. (laughs) So maybe you don't take a new habit to this extent of doing it the rest of your life. But for your second half of the year, this isn't a bad way to look at keeping up with your goals that you set out to achieve by the end of this year. Lastly, the word that's powerful to me is limitations. I say this because it's a bit more appropriate than the word grace when it comes to our goals. Now, hear me out because the word grace is like super trendy right now when it comes to our goals. So let me just explain my point of view. So what I mean by limitations is know your limitations. If you set out to lose 20 pounds in two months, you may not be able to achieve that, nor should you for other reasons in my opinion. (laughs) But if you know that that is not attainable for you, just don't set out to do it. Just don't. It's likely only going to lead you to feelings of frustration, feelings of complete failure. It'll kill off your hope and it'll kill off your motivation to try again, which we need to protect that motivation bank that we have inside of us because motivation is just such a powerful thing in helping us achieve our goals. (laughs) So keep your security guard by your motivation bank ready and on guard because you don't want something to just steal all your motivation and then you have to try to gain it all back. So with limitations, I say this as someone who does like to go above and beyond. I'm an Enneagram 3, so I love to accomplish a a huge challenge. It gives me major satisfaction and worth when I accomplish something. So coming from someone who probably tends to stretch the limits on her goals anyways, I'm telling you this, that you need to give yourself a bit more realism when it comes to your goals if you are constantly failing at your goals. Because setting too big of a goal sets you up for missing the mark, which reduces your motivation and reduces your likelihood that you'll try again. And I, like I said, I just, I say that for me being somebody who is a go-getter and I tend to stretch the limits myself. So it's a reminder for me as much as I'm telling you guys, it's mostly a reminder for me. Um, And the reason that I don't really like the word grace so much when it comes to your goals is because grace is something that God gives to us. We cannot give grace to ourselves in the same sense. You know, I understand what people are saying um, and I know where they're coming from when they use the word grace as far as their goals and, you know, forgiving yourself and not taking it too hard on yourself and whatever. Um, and, And I agree with those concepts. I'm just being picky when I say that I just personally like the word limitations better than the word grace when it comes to falling short on your goals. Because, like I said, grace is a spiritual thing that's given to us when we don't deserve it. And so I think it can kind of fog our goals and halt our progress when we use the word grace in reference to our failures and needing to try again. So in sports... Everyone is trying to do their best to help the team so they train with diligence and consistency and everything. And when an athlete makes an error, the coach doesn't say, let's give you some grace out there. (laughs) No, a good coach will know the player's limitations and put the athlete in a position that they're best suited for while training them before the game so that they can perform to their best. So like a good coach knows their limitations instead of just setting a goal for the team and then giving them grace when they fail. Like, no, that's not as helpful. 
Also, grace just sounds so lovely and calming and peaceful, and who doesn't want grace all the time? I mean, to be calm and peaceful and all that stuff, that's amazing. But what's not lovely is having a wreck of a house because you kept giving yourself grace after grace because you're not perfect and whatever all the other excuses are. Yes, my house has been a wreck on multiple occasions before, and I know it will be that way in the future. (laughs) Um, Baby number two is due in October, so I know I'm bound to go through some growing pains there as I adjust to new expectations in our family. But um, basically, when my house has been a wreck before, I tried not to completely beat myself up over it, but it still bothered me. (laughs) But I knew the reason behind my wreck of a house was because I had not set appropriate limitations. I feel like if I approached those failures with giving myself grace, I feel like I wouldn't have learned from it versus approaching my failures with understanding and respecting my limitations. And that's not the full story, but that's definitely the majority of it, in my opinion. I hadn't known my limitations as a new mom with a husband who at the time had a major foot injury and he couldn't be on his feet for very long. And we had a dog who was suffering and literally needed help to go to the bathroom outside. So (laughs) that was a rough time in life and a lot of it weighed on me. So the house fell short. Um, But yeah, at that point in my life, when I did become a mom, I didn't know the full extent of what it would demand of me until I adjusted my expectations and household practices so that I could keep up, if not keep ahead of the mess. And the added stress of our poor sick dog didn't help either. Dogs are just so much easier when they can just do everything for themselves. (laughs) Anyways, since I didn't know the limitations of what I could or could not achieve every day, like at that point in my life, experiencing becoming a mom for the first time and managing other things in my family, my household work fell behind and I needed to put in place some strict practices, including diligent and consistent practices to maintain a well-run household. So that's just my opinion. But instead of giving myself grace, I just had to adjust my expectations based on my limitations. Before I had a dog or before I had my daughter, like I feel like I had basically zero time limitations. My time was just so pliable. I could do whatever I wanted, pretty much whenever I wanted to, you know. Now that I have a growing family, I need to be more protective of my time and I need to plan my time better so that I can carry out my roles of being a wife and a mother well. So yeah, just know your limitations and don't add too much emotion to it like the emotion of grace because in my opinion, that that might just let you down the rabbit hole of letting too many things slide because grace is just never ending (laughs) and then you'll set yourself further behind in your goals than if you had just applied the concept of limitations to your goals instead of like I said that never-ending concept of grace so if you don't have a word of the year consider some of my favorite powerful words such as diligence motivation consistency and limitations and i think that'll be a good start for you if you wanted to look at having an actual word of the year to suit your goals to kind of help to keep you motivated and have a word that kind of sets your focus on where your efforts are for this year until next time have a great week mm-hmm.